my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, All righty, welcome to Mutiny Radio and our show, Racers Alley. We're here in the heart of the mission at uh, Mutiny Radio. It's a wonderful foggy day today here. And uh, today we'll have Wade Boyd, uh, co-host, and uh, myself, Alex, producer. And uh, maybe uh, we'll see who comes in and shows up a little bit later. So anyhow, uh, enjoy a little bit of music while I get the show together and uh, talk to you soon. Cheers. Welcome to Racers Alley. to Racers Alley. Uh, we just had a little usual uh, startup technical difficulty, but we are on the air, and I uh, hope you enjoy listening to some tunes, and uh, we'll get back to you shortly uh, once I figured out what the hell exactly I'm doing. Alright, guys, uh, tonight we'll have a nice show. You guys uh, listen to some music, and we'll get back to you soon.
Once I had a little girl Sometimes I think about her
Oh, welcome back to Mutiny Radio and uh, Racers Alley. Uh, tonight, actually, you know, uh, what we're going to talk about is probably, you know, preparation and what it takes to actually be a good rider and just go anywhere and actually just be able to get on anything. And, you know, like last weekend, I was talking about, you know, a bunch of my mates over in Morocco and Mexico and, you know, uh, just go across the U.S. Everyone's riding everywhere. And in order to do that, you definitely have to have a certain sense of confidence and, and you know as a newbie you, that's a lot of roads to partake in and and, and also um what does it take to actually do that and actually do that at speed and with confidence nowadays they have them 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 uh you know gps things back in the old days you had a tank bag with a map and before that all you had was your good looks and maybe a compass so uh yeah gonna be an interesting conversation soon wait are you in the house hey say hey hey to the folks hey folks all right yeah yeah <laughs> just pulled right up just got in so we're gonna take a short little break get our bearings and uh yeah think about what it takes to ride and actually do back roads and from there what it takes how that helps you in the future life to be able to do anything you know uh, so every time you ride a bike or a scooter bicycle you know that all adds to something in the future knowledge if you're actually going somewhere unknown or faster or uh, anything anytime something happens so uh we'll get back to you shortly welcome to racers alley at mutiny radio in the mission y-r-e-r ice cold water running through my veins they try and drag me back to work again Pain and blisters on my mind and hands I work all day making up a, a burlap bag Those who beat me are driving me wild I feel a happy like a newborn child Now when my time is up you wait and see These walls and bars won't keep that stuff Oh, 
better come on up and uh, get down with me. I make it feel real good. Just wait and see. Welcome back to Racers Alley at Meetney Radio. So, uh, Wade and I were just discussing uh, old times and where we go and what we did when we started riding. And uh, so, uh, before that, let's talk about the Batmobile. Wade, is it ready to get going? Batmobile, yeah, it should be. It fires up on command. Um, I was playing with little things. I'm trying to change the steering wheel, a couple of things. This next week, I'm going back to make it legal and smog it and and then i can bring it back but we changed heads on it head gaskets and stuff so it was a lot of motor work yeah did it ourselves i'm really a virgo we made a big mess Uh, (laughs) when you're adjusting the valves it throws oil everywhere and anyhow it came out really good fires up on command so it looks like we did everything right sweet and uh for our listeners who don't know what the batmobile is wade recently acquired with hans uh from hans uh, who's a really good at getting really neat stuff yeah. and uh he really is ain't he <laughs> yeah so it's a 1980 
uh, black Corvette. 1980 black Corvette. And uh, if you don't know what those are, I mean, they're cool old hot rod cars. And uh, they're just really neat looking and sound and have a nice growl to them. So uh, that's cool. And uh, as far as the old Camino now, that's running well. And uh, Christine's really digging that. Yeah, she's really happy with it and amazed that everywhere she goes, somebody goes, hey, look, that's an old Camino. What year is it? <laughs> yeah, is yeah, it? exactly. Uh, uh, again, um, uh, another, uh, well, wait, hold Holy moly, last couple of months, I guess you've gotten some really sick of good old American iron. So what year is the El Camino? Uh, it's uh, 72. 72. So Christine's Ford blew up, a workhorse. We went everywhere, did everything, and luckily I wasn't driving it. She was driving it, went to Pacifica. Yeah, right. <laughs> pressed it a little hard, I guess, going up the hill. Anyhow, it gave up, had a, a fair amount of miles on it. And it's a, a to-do, do we fix it or not, and how much is it going to cost? So it would cost about $3,000 or so. Which is a lot for a truck that ain't exactly perfect or actually kind of, hate to say it, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you better love it. If you love it, rebuild it. If exactly. not, move on. So anyhow, I said, what do you really, really want? If she had to have a truck, whatever she goes, I like the El Camino, so I want an El Camino. Wow. I did not tell her to go get one. I really like them, too. But Yeah, that's anyhow, old school cool. What do, you, what do you want? And so she did all the research herself and said, this is the years that I like. The smog thing has a big deal to do with it. So having well, a non-smog. Pre-77, I believe, yeah? Yeah, or 74, something like that, really wins. But I guess it's in 73, they changed everything. Different um, generation. Yeah, so she likes the late 60s, early 70s, and that was her idea. She figured it all out on really? eBay and the she computer. She found her own Elkie. Did all, yeah, and then she found it. She beat Hans to finding one and and got it for half price. Wow. And, uh, you know, I've seen this, folks, uh, here, and, uh, you know, uh, I got to say, you know, it's it's straight, front and back everything i mean it's very rare that you have something a little bit of little rust spots but i mean it ain't dented you know yeah. a quarter pal in there the the even the switch the, the tailgates there you know a lot of times you're missing yeah. pieces there's on a those. ding in, in the bumper it was dad's car they put a lot of miles <laughs> on it he never let the sun drive it yeah. It's not beat up. It's not worn out. It never had to get fixed. It's beautiful. And, uh, yeah, that's a great car. So, yeah. So, now she knows. It's like uh, when I've been with you in your Triumph or your uh, Weebub, which is your uh, 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 classic. 39 Pontiac. 39 Pontiac. And then also with you and your 57 Chevy, you know, and uh, mind you, all of the Wade's cars are really painted. Uh, uh, just uh, You have no idea how beautiful they are and how interesting. Yeah. Get they are here. I and make there. them personal. <laughs> exactly. Just like a, the Batmobile yeah. now has a bat under the hood. Yeah, it has Batman, Batman. under the hood. Yeah. So it has a I bat, a yellow, it's, it's black with a yellow stripe, racing stripe down the middle, and it's got a yellow bat on each door with a little red trim. But it totally changes the car. It totally makes it an cool. <laughs> identity. It's cool. That's what Batman drives when he's not working. Exactly, you know. And uh, you guys, uh, you can see this on uh, the face of a book. Uh, some folks uh, still do that. 
And uh, as far as Face My Book goes, you can find us on Racer's Alley, and you probably see a picture of that nice-looking car there, you know? I mean, yar, uh, yar. And especially because I was mentioned at the... Uh, well, as Wade and I always have conversations, he goes, yeah, man, I did the hood. And as I know, everything Wade touches uh, as far as his automobiles, I mean, you got to look under the wheel wells, under the hood, under the trunk, because there's art everywhere, you know. So he ended up putting a Batman uh, under the hood, and uh, boy, it looks bitchin'. You got to check it out on uh, the face of my book and, uh, you know, Racer's Alley, and you, you'll probably be able to find it on there. You should be able to. I'll yeah. be posting more and more pictures as it really comes into our life, really. It's stu- it's stuck in Stockton right now. I have to go a hundred miles to find it, and, but I, I'm saving the, the Batmobile and bring it to San Francisco to to fight oh, crime. Yeah, soon I can see that. I can see pictures of that everywhere. Full moon, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Golden yeah. Gate Bridge, other side. Yeah, a whole lot of fun. You know, a whole lot of fun. And uh, I'm glad that uh, Christine is noticing that. Uh, hey, yeah, people are like, hey, nice truck. You know, because it really is. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the hot rod of it. It's a, Right now, it's a canvas. It's totally yeah. ready. To, you know. So she had a pacer once a time, and she loved having a famous car. I remember that pacer. Yeah. It was blue. It was ready for flames. Yeah, yeah it broke. And, uh, we couldn't quite keep up with it. Yeah, she had a famous car for a while, and she totally loved it. It's, you know... You, it's really neat. Instant Any- popularity or like intrigue. It's like, ah. And the, yeah, that pacer was exactly out of Wayne's world. It was blue. You know, I, I yeah, exactly. I remember that. And unfortunately, it's just like not enough people were interested. And uh, we just couldn't get it running. And, you know, that's, again, 76. Because I had an Alfa Romeo Spider, which now uh, Mr. Wakeman has. And uh, holy moly, I love the shit out of that car. I don't like cars, you know, but I had a Spider. <laughs> You know, and it was really neat because it was instantly cool. And, you know, it's the, the lines, the oldness of it, the, 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 the handles. I mean, there was everything about it was just classy as hell, you know. And that's something, you know, it's, it's neat when you when you drive something and, and everyone gets funny and nostalgic. So it's just like a, always have a conversation, right? Yeah. You know, there's always someone going, hey, I had one of those, or man, yeah. that's, yeah. Everybody. Grandma had one. I had one. My mom had one. Um, anybody, any age could suddenly be a fan. One day I was standing on a corner and some uh, rat rod thingy, whatever, drove by, and me and some other guy were standing on the corner, and like I, we both turned to each other and said, like, wow, did you see that? I go, yeah, there was nothing else worth even looking at, but that thing <laughs> really had some love and effort, and it shouldn't even be there, and there it is. Yeah, exactly, out of nowhere. And, uh, that In all its glory, somebody really loved it. Well, it's... It, Lately, I've been seeing a lot of... uh, I hang out at Molotov's, which is a fine establishment here with uh, Martin. He has a really beautiful Harley-Davidson and uh, a lot of cool uh, folks hang there. And uh, they're one of our sponsors, Molotov's, over there on Lower Haight. And boy, I sit there and I read my book and I'm in the front window and I like the people watch and everything go by. And uh, lately been a lot of lowriders in town and uh holy moly you know a lot of nice bikes as well and i just saw a rat rod just similar to uh uh uh, uh cool 
old cool. Uh, what do we got in the back? Ice, ice cold. Ice cold. Wade also right now has a, a rat rod in the back being made called ice building. cold building. And uh, saw one that was totally made of copper. Ooh. Hammered copper went by uh, nice. literally yesterday, and I was thinking, "Wait, you should, yeah." But uh, yeah, we did see a rat yeah. rod going by, and yeah, with, uh, you with, know, the rat rods—you kind of you got to make it run. You kind of got to build something that shouldn't be, and it's you kind of got to build it. You got to well, make it, which it seems not buying it. <laughs> yeah, it seems to me it's a very personal. Um, uh, uh, how do you say uh, build it, 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 it it's a, the expression of the rat rod is the expression of the driver who built it you know it's it's, it's a, they're they're all different they're all uh yeah, yeah. so uh it's it's interesting and uh you know yeah. lately we see a lot of the stuff i think jimmy's old car was last week uh which uh, i missed myself i was working and also while i was at work on saturday again talking about little funny things just for a second just to stray off um my friend Christina, uh, actually at uh, Molotov's, uh, sent a picture out, and there's a bunch of uh, dudes. And uh, you remember the Briggs and Stratton old little fucker that we got in the seventies? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a ton of them sitting out in front like bees and bees in a nest in nice. front of uh, Molotovs, and they're doing. Obviously, some are a little powerful than others, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a picture to behold, and it might be on the uh, Racers Alley uh, Facebook, uh, you know, list somewhere down there. But yeah, got a bunch of guys out there who are running the Briggs and Stratton. You know, they got yeah, bunch of hooligans, just like the you know, uh, the real old days. Yeah, creatures of the loin. We're like the moped guys, and you know, we got our twelve o'clock boys doing the uh, the uh, dirt bikes. But uh, who knew there was a little Briggs and Stratton crowd out there just creating a little bit of their own mayhem. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a know? slice of history, too. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you are. So let's see here. We're going to take a little break. Why don't you guys listen to some music, and we'll be right back at you. Yeah, you are. Mean mistreater Can't you see I'm real are you satisfied with the way you
Alrighty, welcome back to Racers Alley at Mutiny Radio. Oh, here in the heart of the mission. And I gotta say, you know, uh, always come back and uh, do listen. We have a whole lot of shows here and uh, of every interest and every type, you know. All you have to do is get on mutinyradio.fm uh, and uh, listen. I mean, there's there are so many talented folks here having so many different shows on whatever you might actually think about and want advice on, or you know, uh, listen to something funny. Especially, of course, fantastic comedy shows as well. So, I mean, uh, do listen to our shows here at Mutiny Radio because it'd be wonderful. Um, you don't know what you're missing, and uh, you know, as well as uh, thank its sponsors. I'd like to thank both tire guy you know he's always been helping us out here with subculture race and always changing our tires and stuff right wade that's right yeah all go, go, always go visit him he's over at the bayview just go hit him up moto tire guy and then of course uh, a lot of times uh if you need to get some work done need it done quickly and in a personal nature that's a big thing because a lot of times shops are really really full they take a day you have to get your bike there or some actual dealerships you might be weeks out to get something fixed but if you need something done in a personal nature call motohubsf.com our pal demon there you know he, he's a very personable guy come to your house check everything out give you a proper estimate and decide what your timetable is you know uh, that's that's very very cool and then we got uh Holy moly. Our friend Evan, you know, uh, Monkey Moto School, and he's a regular here as far as a commentator and guest. And uh, boy, you know, someone hit him head on a few weeks ago, literally, on a bike that he just bought, an MT-09 Yamaha. And uh, God bless, he was spared, and he's with us. Uh, got, a, got, got some pretty good, uh, you know injuries in his leg and such uh, that, he'll, he'll be here to tell you about that but uh, he runs monkey moto school and uh, you can always come in and uh, again very personable uh, as far as getting in on bikes getting in the actually you know good advice he's very easy you guys can go out he'll really be nice guy to actually teach you how to ride your first bike or if you have a bike and need any actual advice so monkey moto school he's out there right now actually uh, <laughs> having a guest otherwise he'd be here with us all right so let's talk about something new all right earlier you know i was mentioning uh what it takes to actually uh you know how do you, how do you start to be good as a rider and uh, wait now we're having this conversation i mean everyone has different paths you know i mean depending Depending on where you live and what your opportunities are really depend on how you actually learn how to ride a motorcycle or, or, or get a skill set per se. You know, everyone has a different, you know, story for sure. You know, I mean, um, myself, you know, uh, my uncle had the DT-175 and uh, I live in the suburbs. Um, I guess you could say in a richer part of the world, you know, and... Um, yeah, I took it out when parents are gone and uh, had a railroad tracks and uh, had a bunch of other hooligans with me. And that's that's kind of how I learned to ride a motorcycle. But when it came later, I, I was doing these little curvy roads at 13 miles, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you know, I was twisting and turning and tossing and, and you know, and moving. And uh, um, I guess you could say, uh, rather than being a motocrosser, that that little 13 mile road. 
was my road that uh, I'd learned how to uh, handle a motorcycle and actually excel. You know, it was my my own little TT course, so to speak. You know, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. So uh, Wade, yeah. and then it's practice, practice, practice. Whatever you've got or whatever you're you know can can do you basically practice i practice on a track similar very similar story a little bike had a field or whatever searched out a field where you could ride around yeah field yeah yeah and so i was born into a racing family so my dad flat tracked and stuff so i always looked for a track <laughs> and then we tried to go around it as fast as you can and Whoever did a million laps first won. <laughs> exactly. I mean, um, you, you had to find the place where you actually could go have fun without getting in too much trouble. Yeah. You know? And we were at an age, uh, both of us, I mean, nowadays I'm sure it's a bit harder, uh, where we could actually scoot and, you know, a bunch of hooligans and actually went out and, you know, um, practice circles, circles, or, 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 you know, and I had my circle and you had your circle and you just do your circles. Yeah. You know, and uh, after that, you know, um, I stopped riding for uh, quite some time after that due to a, you know, close encounter on that very same road with a, with a moving van, uh, literally a semi. So it's like I hung up my boots on a motorcycle and I didn't ride for, shoot, quite a number of years. Uh, I think I stopped riding at 15, 14, 15 and didn't get on a bike until, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, uh, holy moly, maybe 20. But uh, anyhow, that being said, uh, you had your course. So later on in life, uh, I did uh, got back on a bike again. And you start with your, you just start, you know, back in the den. We, back then we had the Hell Rats. So that was our little club. You didn't have to have helmets. And everyone had a varying degree of bikes. But uh, it's funny, you know, at first it's just like you go from city to city. That's a big ride. You know, starting plan. And then you go from uh, city to Napa. That's a huge ride, you know, but it's uh, shorter. And each time you do a ride, they get longer and bolder. And, you know, from there, I mean, you, you get seasoned. And, and, and that's part of it, really, right? I mean, it's just like time in the saddle and going out. Yeah. Do, hopefully doing what you enjoy and which is what makes you do more. You had success at this one and you keep walking down the road looking for bigger better adventures and exactly i mean with your pals and yeah successes and pals and even sometimes you break down but you overcome that but that, that's part of it i mean you're all a, a clan and you keep going i mean a bunch of our friends are in morocco right now half yeah. the smr boys aren't they? yeah yeah <laughs> a dozen of them or so and yeah cheers to you guys that's <laughs> uh, totally dynamite yeah for sure you know, so that being said, yeah, you know, those boys uh, were at one time, uh, you guys were all running when we were all super young, right? Yeah, most of us, <laughs> rode, when we rode together there, we were doing Baja, and that's how they decided to expand their horizons. And I think last year they went to South Africa, now uh, Morocco. It's, it's hard to race and do that. It's hard to do everything all together or all at the same time. So anyhow, wow! No, guys. we're we're gonna switch the channel for a second. What Wade and I are talking about is a uh, a bunch of our boys. They do the SMR uh, Sunday morning ride and such. I mean, and all those folks are you know uh, Bay Area uh, uh, kind of legends and known folks very fast. And uh, I didn't know last year where did they go. 
South Africa. South Africa. Holy moly. So the clan's done South Africa, and now they just went to Morocco. And I see the yeah. pictures on the face of my book. So and, once uh, a year, there's, they're planning a trip. So this year here, they're, uh, they they rent, uh, I think it's uh, KTMs, and, you know, dual, dual sports. I was wondering how that worked. They're not shipping their bikes. No, they rent a, a set of bikes over there. They're ready to go. Nice. And they have a map sort of set up, but they go exploring, and they go... Where most people wouldn't dare go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, the Morocco thing. I think I thought I saw. I thought I saw some guides with them, but I don't know if they they run that way there. In some yeah. places, but probably in other places, probably not. They got the GPS. They got a somebody planned it. Uh, wow. You know. yeah. yeah, that's pretty bitching, you know, and that's where the, the conversation started is like, how do you get the confidence to be able to do that? You know, and uh, so repetition for me was a big deal. Um, at the time I was doing Mines Road a ton. I mean, uh, that was my road and my friend Tommy and I did it. And if you do a road enough times where you learn it and you you know the subtleties and uh, gravel and water and everything else you can go super fast you know especially if you can see ahead and you're smart you know every now and then you might get uh you know into issues uh, especially me learning there shoot i've probably crashed four or five bikes there but uh you know that's just what happens when you do things uh certain speed out there in the middle of nowhere but uh yeah i mean you just keep doing things over and over and i mean sunday morning rides the same way i mean it just yeah and, and racetracks the same thing they give you practice you go practice x amount of times by the end of the day you get better and better and come the final race especially going into the last turn on the last lap you've practiced all that practice all that effort went into making that last turn and getting past the guy you're chasing you know so every step is toward adventure and winning this race or or not is effort toward the next one and the next one and no telling what'll happen this year or, ne or next year you know so that's true uh, you know i mean what wade's mentioning is like uh, all this comes into fruition and there's nothing better when you're in a when it, when you're in a solid race and you're with your mate and you're going back and forth and back and forth and in the end what it really comes down to when it when it when it comes to the peak of things is uh are you gonna go that little extra mile that you haven't actually done that line but if i do that line and give it a little bit of gas maybe it'll help you know that's some some parts of racing but uh, everything is really nice to be able to like uh just go faster in circles i mean that's the general rule if you do a circle if you can get faster if you can see it some people don't like to time themselves but i've, I've always been that person that, that does like to see a number you know yeah. <laughs> i never had a person to, to run a stopwatch so, uh, i never got used to it myself yeah exactly. a lot of people do and stuff but other than that you, you ride you ride you ride you find a bigger race so like the, the and then so riding with groups and clubs whatever all help boost you up you have a problem somebody will help you out somebody will you know you learn something you learn how to get over it you that's learn, true you learn how to get to the next one and you learn how to go for the next dream like those guys in morocco that they're they're going somewhere that they haven't been. It's not a speed adventure. It's a go-do-it adventure and say, I've been there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, again, you can see this on Racer's Alley on Facebook book, those guys doing that. And holy moly, I mean, man, 
you know, I did not know such cool roads existed in Morocco and they got the GoPros and stuff and you would be amazed. You would be amazed at what they're doing. And what and, you're uh, seeing. Yeah. And um, not and it, too long ago, that same clan went somewhere else in the dirt and they had to do some insane like river crossing or something where they're all helping each other but it was just like someone say did you see that yeah I, like, I, I think that was they went down to Baja and they did crybaby canyon crybaby canyon <laughs> crybaby canyon will make you cry if you're not good and sharp <laughs> man yeah it was an insane little cross yeah. and you had to do like a bonk and a bonk and yeah. otherwise you're just falling off this cliff yeah, and it was like they, you're in a world of hurt there's a couple <laughs> of parts of the road fell away and it was all but impossible. And so you needed all your buddies in your gang to make sure that you get through there. And, and we're not leaving anybody behind. Everyone had to go. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, boy, you know, it, that definitely uh, separates the men from the boys there. And, you know, all those are grown men and, Crybaby Canyon. I mean, Crybaby like, Canyon <laughs> was named after Spanky uh, for, for crying his way through there, I guess. He's, he said he was too short. Crybaby uh, Canyon is like 20 miles of helmets. Rocks the size of helmets. Angle breakers. And they're, they're all real tight. There was a creek. Well, there's a creek somewhere through here. There was a river. Yes. It was. So you we're motoring through. It, it's really difficult. You kind of really want to ideally be on the pegs and politely motor through. It's kind of a trial thing. Yes, it's really tough. This is Baja? Yeah. Um, so anyhow, we've had a couple people through in there <laughs> totally cry their way out and um, have to be spanked. And <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. we were leapfrogging this one guy. He refused to ride his bike. He's like, dude, you can't. Don't kill your bike. Don't kill your bike. Your bike is your friend. You cannot sleep here. You really? cannot stay he here. He can't you have refuse. to walk out of here. Holy moly. Yeah, to refuse to ride your bike. Holy moly. It's just like... Yeah, he couldn't well, do it. Yeah, that's... Do it. So, I, yeah, I've never ran across that, but... So, uh, yeah. there's different attitudes that... I like when people crack or whatever, and so yeah, yeah. But attitude training, and what you gotta do? persevere. Crybaby Canyon, you're in the middle of nowhere. You have to get out of there. <laughs> We're not leaving anybody behind. You have yeah. to get these people. Yeah, out Yeah, exactly. Here. Otherwise, you're in a world of shit. You'll either be sick or not come out of there tomorrow. Oh, well. So yeah, <laughs> you're serious when you're out there in the desert in the middle of nowhere. Well, our boys in Morocco right now. I saw them on sand dunes. They were on camels. They're on monkeys they're having a great time and holy moly the cities out there are just so beautiful you see the blue city oh yeah so the picture of the blue city oh my god uh yeah i highly recommend if you've never been there you must go to morocco because obviously uh us motorcyclists uh the top boys in california give it a five star <laughs> totally totally right yeah <laughs> Yeah. All right. We're going to take a little break for a second, and we'll be back uh, shortly for another round. Yar, yar.
Come on, give me your point. Come on. Because it's too loud. Are you? Should you do that loud?
welcome back to Racers Alley. We got Wade Boyd and producer Alex Torres Mori here, uh, just shooting the shit. And we were just like mentioning our dear friends, uh, Jim and Leslie Hugerhide. And they're out there doing the Bonneville. Well, they do basically out there. They do this. The the, the uh, they go out there Bonneville and and, and the salt flat where time yeah. is, you know, it goes and, uh, super fast, super super fast. And uh, we were just mentioning. Uh, I was reading uh, on the Facebook book again. Uh, I hate to actually produce, uh, actually promote that. So you guys, I got to figure out how to, you know, not do them as much. But we do have Racers Alley there, and all the racers. Uh, from all over the world, actually, are on that site, and you can you can see a lot of fascinating things. Am I wrong? I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. a bunch of people out there, and you know, see things. So, uh, Jim and Leslie, uh, hope you have a great weekend out there. You're out on the flats, and it, it, it's quite incredible because, uh, like Wade and I were mentioning, I mean, sometimes you go out there and you you give you you. you you spend a lot of money to go somewhere. Uh, I mean, uh, as a racer, you always spend everything you have. And then there's nothing, you know, that's more heartbreaking, but yet part of racing than do, going out there and then not being able to accomplish what you even wanted to try to do. Whether it be a DNF, whether it be, I mean, there, there's so many variables. Weather, I mean, yeah. RER. And uh, yeah, I, I just read recently those boys went out there and girls went out there and yeah perfect 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 day next day it rained boom everything was ruined mush mush so you gotta pack it up and go home you know it's like and that's happened to uh, at the alaman i believe you've you've been rained out more than once (laughs) i have you know they they used to ride in the rain yeah exactly uh yeah we we used to throw 30 foot rooster tails too holy moly well we did that in argentina I was there with you when we were on the practice. It was a beautiful day. There was lightning going across. And David Paredes, and we were out there in Copina in Argentina. And Wade and I had a great time. Copina, Copina. Hey, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good times. It never rains in in Argentina, but it did on race day. Exactly. uh, For a few minutes. Now they switch every gear. Yeah, story. Wade and I. Um, I was sitting there. Uh, I was living with Wade on a couch. Uh, it, uh, took care of me right after the recession. Uh, this is 2009 here in America. I mean, it was a world of shit here. And uh, anyhow, so I'm sitting there living on the couch. Uh, he and Christine are taking care of me. Cat's kind of ignoring me. Uh, Moto was not there then. Yeah, anyway, um, yar. So I was like. Yeah, Alex, uh, we're going to go to Argentina. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, David invited us. It's like, Paredes, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Argentina, you know, Capina, uh, he has a particular area out there where it wanted to promote some racing, uh, kind of TT style. So, anyways, long story short, uh, Wade and I, it's like, uh, Alex, you want to go? It's like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. Sure, because uh, I do have a TT medal, uh, actually two, so um, a TT GP medal. But anyhow, um, got invited just for that reason. You know, it was a, it was a very, really, uh, it was an honor, and we, we went out there to Argentina. And it was so cool. It was a week, and we barely, were, you know, it was just in and out so quickly, wouldn't it, Wade? Yeah, it was really, really nice. It was sort of like California just flipped upside down. They have the everything. Um, and the full scale of, of 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 life and everything. So you have 
the bikes, the, the sponsors, everybody, the big stuff. There wasn't any grandstands or anything. It was just a hill climb. There was people over on rocks over there. Actually, at the top of the hill, there was some grandstands, small grandstands. But most of the places, there was rocks and corners and stuff. Very much like the Isle of Man and stuff. It was really nice uphill, beautiful pavement, um, 50, 100 corners, really nice. And it was beautiful weather, absolutely sunny every day except for the last day on actual race day, which it totally rained at the end of the day. So we ended up riding anyhow and putting on things because there was people up there watching and expecting to see everything so you had to go up the hill anyhow and so well you know it was a third world country which believe me we are that place is a lot cleaner than san francisco tell you but anyways it was a great time you know i mean we went there and everyone was so nice we had great food but the the, the conditions yeah we were out there we were on a mountain and uh, people got hurt. I mean, it was a TT race per se. And, um, yeah, it, was, it suffered no fools. And we were just out there all of a sudden, and it just were pouring like crazy. I mean, pouring like crazy. But we went across the mountain, came back, and it's like, Bob's your uncle. You know, it's yeah. like, at first, we're sitting down there in the pits. And it was like, I look up, and I go, wait, dude, it's going to rain. You know, and the chopper's firing up to the left because, uh, you know, chopper meaning the uh, helicopter uh, doing the media. And it's firing up to the left, and it's like, holy moly. It's like, wait, it's going to rain. You know, we're doing a practice uh, session. And this is actually, I think it's the first time we went out together. Actually, maybe the second. Uh, they lost my bike and ended up, uh, finally got my, uh, I ended up having a 2010 uh, YZFR6, which is a neat little ringer dinger, and uh, you know, uh, boy, it showed up stock, and uh, you know, it was a it was a great runner, and uh, holy moly! Give me a second, we're gonna have a technical lift. Yeah, be right back. To be in love, to be in love. Well, let her be somebody else's queen. I don't wanna know about it. There's too many others that know what I mean, and that's why I got to live without it. I'm in love with the girl I'm talking about. I'm in love with the girl I can't live. 
All right, cleaning up on aisle seven is done. So we were talking about Argentina and uh, Wade and I going there in uh, 2010 and how I got invited. And David Paredes and the boys, uh, they were doing a, a TT out there. And, uh, yeah, Wade, how did you find out about that? He'd been planning it for actually 10, whatever, a whole bunch of years and stuff. I met him at the TT, um, him and Walter, and he was going, I'm planning this. I'm, I, one day, I will call you up or whatever. And so, anyhow, the day happened. He called me up. I got, this, I got this plan, and I need a TT rider. It's a TT race exhibition, blah, blah, blah. And that's how I sold, I sold you on. It's like, I got another TT rider sitting right next to you, and another one, I guess. So his one actually turned into three. Yeah, Christine, Wade, and I uh, ended up going to Argentina, and uh, like I said, uh, so uh, I met uh, Walter and uh, David as well over at the TT in the 2004-2005, and uh, they're the Argentinian boys, I believe. They the, they represent that country, and they have for yeah. probably last what probably ten years, easy well, fifteen you know, or whatever. Fifteen, yeah. So it's just like, uh, yeah, just like us here in America, we have our people representing. You know they definitely represented as well and uh, that being said um they had a race and they had an idea i mean just like we've always had an idea about a tour business here they did what they wanted to do which was yeah. the races right? they tried to get it to be made into a tt also and the tt guys supposedly went over there and checked it out but the return road that has buses on it. It's just got too much oil in it. And, yes. And so they couldn't pull it off. So anyhow, they had a hill climb. They still have it today. They also have racetracks that they play on, which is really nice. Yes, I always see that, at a, again, a Racers but Alley. Uh, Capina is, is something individual. It's a cross between like a Pikes Peak and a... In a Sunday morning ride, and exactly, Isle or Man my TT. mind's road. Uh, yeah, uh, like we were mentioning earlier, the roads you take to become a person to be able to to, to, to conquer certain endeavors. I mean, you have to have your favorite road. Copina was like my mind's road, yeah. or like uh, doing the Sunday morning ride. It was it was quite incredible. You know? Yeah, they called that an exhibition, and so both Walter and uh, David have they have a separate classes or whatever they. Call call them clinics but it's yes. a, it's a riding school well like um they call Basic riders school. pilots clinics are yeah. uh, track days <laughs> yeah so they're both doing rider schools track days and promoting going racing and going to the tt which is like the Olympics of road racing. Exactly. And, and in order to do that, I mean, you have to be very, very comfortable with your environment and, and, and um, be able to learn exactly what you're doing as far as going over uh, turns and repetitiveness to be able to be comfortable with all situations. Yeah, lots of practice. To, nowadays, you got videos and stuff and... and games so you can go watch you can play in the old days we just had videos or go do it um we but then you originally start with what you've got and then you grow into this that the next and then your ideas and plans grow your adventures grow and so like one day i was i went and bought the game to do the tt i don't play too many games but i play the, the isle of man game which is to uh, study the course <laughs> to to better oh, my time to uh, you got the video game 
Yeah. The new one supposedly just came out. It's coming out. I'm trying to get that. But um, I played the game a bunch to learn what I'm doing and in the safety of your, your own home, which is very dangerous otherwise. Well, I remember, uh, Wade, you and I were out there, uh, uh, ran the Isle of Man TT and... Uh Holy moly, it was 2004, <laughs> right? And I uh, remember we were, we were walking by uh, the tent of the, uh, the uh, I don't know if they were the, the, the army or one of the one of the forces, armed forces over there uh, for for uh, Britain, uh, you know, yeah, England. Anyhow, um, they were playing the video of the Isle of Man TT, which was like, it just came out back then. And uh, they were sitting there in their tent playing that, you know. It's like, a, yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, they're so realistic now, right? Yeah. Supposedly really, really, really realistic. Where in the, the last, the first one was dynamite, but it was a little cartoonish. And it would do stuff. It was really close, but, you know, it varied a little bit between total reality and stuff. But it totally worked. It totally worked. It was the biggest hit. Everybody was playing with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it gave you a, it gave you a sensory perception of actually what you were doing out there, which is new. It was like nowadays you have a GoPro, but I mean, they were pretty. Yeah, and you accurate. got to work it. It's one thing to watch it. Uh, I can fall asleep in the middle of listening to the beautiful music of motors and this thing, but to actually have to drive it around, whether you're playing with handlebars or pushing on your thumbs, <laughs> um, it makes a difference. I was trying to make this one corner Balacrane, and I know I can make it at speed because I go much faster in real life through it but i'm trying to get the game to do it and so like i apologize to what i call junior six of them all of you guys a bunch of you are not going to make this corner until i learn how to do it so that's where you practice 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 until you get it right exactly just keep on going through and it's uh, a precision sport truly it, uh, you know uh Precision can even mean uh, if you're doing a mile and you have to get around a turn on a DTR one. I mean, you got to start from A and be at B and C before you know. You got to you got a semicircle. So in the end, you do have to like uh, all the experience involved. It's you got to think ahead. Is like uh, you just can't go barreling in. You gotta you gotta realize what are you getting into and where are you coming out. You know, it's yeah, uh, whether, yeah, if it's, you're on your bike, do you got traction? Are you going to have traction? Yeah, exactly. Do you deal with not having traction, and if you got traction, you got good tires, and you got traction, you can feel the seat of your pants. You can really like turn that throttle on; it'll bust out of the corner and, and motor, and you can dance. You can do things that uh, aren't actually possible, but you're able to make it work. <laughs> yeah, high speed ballet. Yeah, exactly. High speed ballet. You're you know? not supposed to ride your street bike like a dirt bike, but when it does, you're going really fast and if you do it right, it'll dance like nothing. Exactly. Front wheel in the air, it'll just like do unbelievable stuff and impress the crowd. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, I mean, um yeah, I mean, uh, I had a lot of pictures over my years that are very few and far between, but uh 
when I had the pictures at the aisle, <laughs> boy, I looked like a superstar. Man, uh, going uh, you know, just going out, I guess one, two, and three. I was up in the air, blah, blah, blah. You know, just like that's the nature of actually going across that. And over there, I mean, you're basically skirting over stuff. If you're flying over stuff, I guess you're not going fast enough. And uh, a lot of the boys are really moving around, especially wheeling as well. I mean, uh, back in the old days, uh, uh, <laughs> believe the uh mayor and the governor used to love to see you wheelie by their mansion <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I yeah i met the governor it was really odd because none of my friends would believe that i ever met the governor any governor i've been there but anyhow so i met him and then so this other guy shows up we're at his party this guy had these big giant necklace with gold whatever around i was like wow if he's mr important who's this guy right and so that turned out to be the mayor at the time mm-hmm. and his house was on the course basically at what i call ren Collin four hmm. you come up you come out of um town to ren Collin. there's a wheelie bump um you it's it's a really short wheelie bump because the you can't hardly get the front end in the air because you need the front end on the ground because you're going to turn right <laughs> exactly and then you're going to turn left <laughs> and then there's a pocket and a moonshot jump so the, i would really line up for the moonshot jump nowadays they're jumping it i didn't really want to jump and i didn't have the motor <laughs> to jump it but when you come over that thing, you want to come over it straight up and down. You're still in the middle of finishing your arc from making the corner. Yes. And then, so then it shoots you toward the moon. And as you come over that, you want to you want to basically aim for the moon. And when it comes over the top, you feed the throttle into it to where it stays right where it's at. And then there's a, like... A quarter mile straightaway down the other side. You go all the way down. Yep. I, would go, I would go all the way down a straightaway on the rear wheel, and the front end slowly drops. And by the time it drops, you go into warp speed, and then you then you really go fast. You just disappear. That a flip to the left down there at the bottom. To the right. To the right. Bottom Renkolen. Yeah, on the other side of Renkolen. Yeah. You, you launch into Top Gear, then up into Bishop's Court. There's two 180-mile-an-hour um, switchbacks. So you're going up over Rencolin, and you go down, and you turn right. Yeah, after, yeah, Rencolin, yeah, turn right at the end. But it's just, it's a it's barely right. got to watch it. You pitch yeah. it in, you lean it over, and you give it everything it's got, and that's <laughs> all there is. That was, there was a turn. Well, nowadays, there's so many YouTube videos of this. I mean, you'd just be amazed. I mean, uh, I broke down at Rencolin. What Wade calls four, they call one or one four, whatever. I was at the top of that hill, and uh, I broke down... Uh, Boy, I guess because my tail section broke on a, on a bike and my, my um, it sunk into the battery area, so I couldn't go any further. And uh, so I pull in, and they offered me tea. It was a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. You wouldn't believe the valley we're in. You could easily be in Napa. Holy moly. You know, it was such a beautiful scene and set, except I was, you know, obviously a little pissed because I wanted actually a whiskey shot or a beer, and all they had was tea. But uh, anyhow, I watched everyone going by, and yeah, 
Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I was there at the corner watching everyone go by. And it's quite quite a sight, you know, yeah. holy moly. It's like flat out in third gear into yeah. warp speed. Going down the hill. Would you consider that like going into, uh, what do you call it, six, seven turns here at the uh, Sunday morning ride? Uh, 13 turns 13 turns yeah uh, yeah uh, very similar the the jumps bigger okay yeah, um, yeah. It, and you're in probably a gear higher yeah than, yeah than the hour 13 turns so it's it's more of a moonshot but you have a long straightaway after it even if you jump it your the book says <laughs> you should land on the rear wheel and it should carry the because you're heavy on the throttle, it should carry that front wheel in the air and not let it drop. It should come down very slowly, and by the time it touches, <laughs> you grab Lord. the next gear and you throw it into the corner, and you get another 10 miles an hour out of it. Just got to have faith and just, here you are. Trust, I, I guess, uh, was physics, geometry, and luck, and everything. all the gods. Here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, may the force be with you. Exactly, when we're doing that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, so like at that corner, the neat thing is, is so you're going 100 or whatever, you can throw it into the corner and, and help your motor, and it'll... You get an extra boost out of it. It doesn't strain out of the corner. It goes, yeah, I got, the, in the, air, I got like, the wind boom. in my sails. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, wind in the sails. I was thinking of that. Exactly. If you're chasing somebody, that's what you need. If you're at the Olympics, that's what you need. And way back when, 100 years ago, when you were doing laps, laps and laps and laps of training and training, I did a couple races. I did a couple more races. Well, today, well, now it's memory anyhow it paid off we it paid off we, we went farther and farther and exactly I mean, you know that's the deal i mean it's just like um uh martial arts i mean you start just doing you know wax on wax off but i mean in the end i mean that's the basis of uh, the greatness of what you're yeah. doing after a thousand times you might be <laughs> at the olympics or somewhere big exactly you are you are a lot of our friends have uh, just done well at the afm and the ama as well i hope to have those guys in the as guests here in the future so anyhow let's uh let's take a little bit of a music break and wayne and i'll get back to you shortly and uh go from there cheers guys enjoy the music
Come on up and uh, get down with me I make it feel real good Just the way you see Captain 
<laughs> Thank you, Grand Funk Railroad. I always love your music, and uh, here we are, uh, just going on and on. And uh, yeah, Wade and I, as usual, are talking about motorcycles and uh, having a good time in between. And I just, like I said, I want to uh, thank again Mutiny Radio for having us here. And uh, always tune in, uh, mutinyradio.fm. Uh, they got a whole series of shows. I mean, you can't imagine. And uh, uh, actually, I believe in the next week, uh, we're going to have a really big comedy. Uh, festival so please tune in or get some tickets and come in and see the show because it's going to be a wonderful time and you know you're just going to sit there and laugh you know it's like uh well if you don't like to laugh well maybe have another shot but uh again thank you everyone here and uh i also do want to uh, uh give a shout out for uh cc rider toe he always helps us out chris out there and uh, he's a great man uh, if you ever need a bike towed uh here in the city he'll take care of you immediately and uh more importantly r-e-r to my friend rich r-e-r i believe uh what is it, like the mad dogs or something out there rich yeah, gibbons rich gibbons yeah yeah he just got uh got back from he's got some stuff uh, taken care of uh, medically uh and uh hopefully uh we'll be seeing you soon dude and i'm glad everything worked out uh with uh getting yeah. uh, worked on uh, by the old uh, medical mechanic yar right yep yep <laughs> right on rich uh, you take care of yourself and uh yeah when he gets back i'll give you a cycle toes number and then he can come out and uh, take care of you completely and again i want to uh, thank the ama and the afm for always taking care of us and uh, all those folks sra and- west S.R.A. West as well, right, Wade? Sidecar. Sidecar Road Racing Association? West, yes. Yes, exactly. So, uh, thanks, folks. Uh, always. So, uh, anyone else? Uh, Arma. Trillium. Uh, Wera. Trillium. Trillium was Trillium. My big, one of my big sponsors. Yeah. Um, Trillium Graphics, Trillium Press. Yeah. Something like that. Go David. Go David at Trillium and uh, Tokyo Moto for myself. I mean, they uh, they seem to uh, uh, take care of my, uh, well, my bike's sitting in there. They always take care of me. They're a great shop, and they'll take care of anyone around. And, uh, of course, Benders and Molotovs, uh, they actually take care of the uh, mental state and actually keep me sane. And uh, there's nothing better to actually be in the front of the window at Molotovs, read a book, and just watch people watch. And uh, you are, you are from there. And as far as Benders goes... Dude, get the hamburger. I particularly like getting uh, three ounces of the beef jerky. And then also you have actually uh, tacos that are deep fried. So a bunch of good stuff there as far as food goes. Uh, Rosa Monday. Rosa Monday. All right. Yes. Also, uh, holy moly, we're talking about like... Maybe 15, 20 years. Rosa Monday's been our sponsor, haven't they? Yep. Sausage, Molly, sausage, Molly. sausage, sausage, sausage. Rosa Monday and the Tornado. Yes, of course. Uh, we was always include those guys because they they've been with us forever. So uh, if you want to have a great sausage, go to Rosa Monday. I mean, uh, seriously, you have no idea the cuisine you'll get in there. You can either get it cooked or you can take it home. And on Tuesdays they have a hamburger. But good luck on that, unless you really <laughs> want to get there. Really. Yeah. 
be there by noon. Yeah, yeah. So otherwise, it's just going to be cooked. But it's the best burger in town. Truly, truly, truly. You know, and then otherwise, next door is uh, at the same time, you get a hamburger, you can always go to Toronto. Beer, and, beer, uh, beer. Lots beer, of beer. Beer, Pick beer, beer. Any beer. They have and, every uh, beer. I think our pal Charlie's there on Tuesdays, and he usually has some great movies going on. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you pick it. Check it out. But, uh, Charlie's always good about watching movies on Tuesdays, and you have a sausage or a burger or actually, yeah, anytime. Always go visit Rosamond and just go next door and just mow down. R E R. And it's, uh, yeah, even on the pictures, you know, I mean, uh, I've known Christine for a million years, and uh, uh, I consider her the bravest person I ever met. A particular situation, particular time, and uh, you'll never assume that she's the one actually cooking your sausage and actually serving you up with a nice brat. Anything else there, duck sausage, and it's good. Yeah. Very, very cool. And uh, apparently now she's the owner of a really, really badass goddamn El Camino. So That's soon, right. Right? Vroom, vroom. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's an Elky girl. Hey, Elky girl. is American. Yeah. So it's like, does so she smile now? And she oh, uh, yeah. rubber. Sits there and goes, rubber. She get a little smile. Hey, to Toyota. Hey, <laughs> it doesn't quite do that. It's, it's dad's car. It's really quiet. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we're working on that. We'll fix that. Yeah. We'll some glass packs yeah oh yeah anyhow and uh thank you for being here at uh, racers alley at mutiny radio uh, i'm gonna get off a little early so these folks in front of us can get on for the next show and uh yeah rer next few weeks we'll be getting uh, some racers coming back on the off season and uh hopefully we'll have a really great conversation all right guys uh god love you all and be safe and you are you are right on wade right all right sure <laughs> be safe <laughs> cheers Zoom. this is mean mistreated
It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Can you guys Radius. hear anything out here? <laughs> I mean, you can hear me. Are you right? tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. Uh, They've got live yeah. comedy <laughs> to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter pump. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg oh, on it. I ain't we went to a Michelin restaurant McRat. for um, lunch, and then we went to <laughs> Total juxtaposition there. Uh, n- 
For no all Kaiser your Permanente. space chicken Come on in. Comedy, Hi. Oh, shit. Go to timstesseract.com. Hi, Kaiser Roll. Hi. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco <laughs> after the water wars of 2121. Aluminium? In Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life no. hacks. We're just doing Eat a mic flesh check. flesh with the bare exoskeleton Just doing a mic check. And check your horror horoscope on Oh, we're still talking. You still want me to talk? Updated this is a long mic check. Long mic check. Tim's Tesseract.com. <laughs> Tim's Do you want to come up and sing? Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Yeah. 